Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about Alien-Human Breeding Program. That's correct, Alien-Human Breeding Program. Now, the first article comes from Medium.com, written by Dr. Shakir, March 23rd. Just takes a head-on look at this uh, idea of this human-alien breeding program, and then the second article I want to look at comes from the Sun, and it's talking about some recently released government documents that also kind of points in that direction. Now, the article starts off. The title is "The Alien Hybridization Program," as I said from Media.com, and it starts off. It says the stories of two women who believe they were experiencers in alien hybridization program. The alien program is a breeding program involving extraterrestrials and humans. Humans are used for reproductive experiments involving sexual intercourse with an alien being and or in vitro. Although many people now are open to the idea that we're not alone in the universe, it is very brave for someone to come public with their hybridization experience. Experiences are unable to stop the events from occurring as many do not actually remember. The aliens being involved in the alien hybridization program are accused of abducting humans and removing and or manipulating consciousness, which is the power source. There is a great effort to there is a great effort taken to wipe or hide memory. However, through regression therapy, most abductees uncover the truth. Abductees sense the beings want you to go quietly through the process, not complain or fight, and become frustrated. With non-compliance. Now, I have to tell you, these entities don't sound like the aliens that we're so often told about that just come here because they want us to clean up the environment or they're trying to help mankind. It goes on, it says, there are women who went to the doctor, found out they were pregnant, went back to their checkup, and the baby was gone. Some women had clear memories of the encounter and some did not. There are sonograms and pregnancy tests indicating a true pregnancy, and literally overnight they are not. The alien hybridization program pregnancies can take a toll on marriage or relationship. These women are involved, or relationships that these women are involved in throughout their lives. Most experiencers do not have Earth children if they remain connected to the alien's reproduction process. That's interesting. It's almost like they've taken over these women's lives, deprived them of being, you know, mothers here on Earth, but are simply using them to harvest their eggs or use their bodies as an incubator. Additionally, some women remembered being taken aboard a craft and presented with an infant and told it was theirs. Some carried a baby to term and it suddenly disappeared. Some women and men are involved in the program for many years, from early childhood, adolescence, into adulthood. Now, you know, that's what we found when we talked about these uh, alien implants. Oftentimes, these people were could remember being abducted at early childhood and then abducted repeatedly even after the, the implant was taken out. It says, based on experience or details, regression, and research, a lengthy sequence of events occurs in the alien hybridization program. This is not exclusive to women. Men are abducted as well. Of course, we have read a few cases about that. The abductee witness, the abductee witnesses a UFO. 
is abducted and taken aboard a craft, then undergoes physical and neurological procedures, ova or sperm is extracted, there is another abduction, alien genetics are introduced in vitro or through actual sexual contact with an ET being. There is another abduction, an embryo is implanted, after caring for up to four months, the woman is abducted again, the fetus is removed. At some point in the future, the woman is abducted and shown her hybrid children. Memories are implanted so the abductee doesn't, doesn't recall the event. So in other words, I think they feel like maybe they're just implanting false, uh, false memories to cover up for what actually happened to them. Based on her many years of research and regression sessions, Barbara Lamb is a world-renowned ET regression therapist crop circle researcher, speaker, and author. She has concluded a tremendous number of people in the world, not only in the U.S., are having these visits from extraterrestrial beings. There are many different types of ET beings coming to Earth and interacting with certain human beings. In her regression of over 2,000 people, she discovered a common theme involving the introduction of alien genetics. The material taken from the human is mixed together with human sperm or egg and mixed with alien genetic materials which is the reproduction material of the ETs. A new embryo is created by the ETs. Another way humans are experiencing the reproduction program is to actually have a sexual relationship or sexual contact with the alien beings. She has regressed certain women who have had sexual intercourse with male ETs, particularly the reptilian species. That does not sound appealing. The women will carry the embryo from one to four months. Women describe burns on their stomach and trace evidence left behind from the encounter. This entire process is happening without the human's agreement, will, or permission. And this is a very important aspect of the whole phenomena. Well, man or woman, you know, on planet Earth, if you force someone to have sex with you against their will, that's generally considered rape. <laughs> I think pretty much all the time considered rape. So this is really it. A serious situation. Story 1, April. April believes her involvement in the alien hybridization program has granted her an, has granted her an earthborn child to share with her husband. She remembers her first UFO encounter in the 1990s, waking up at 3 a.m. to go to the field across from her home and look up at the sky. So see there, it's almost like she's being called up out of a sleep to come to this UFO. She often wondered what she saw that night. She believes she was abducted at least five times for reproduction processes. One night she had such a vivid dream, so powerful, she woke up to write everything down and immediately examined her body. She told her husband, who was very supportive, and they both knew something was wrong. There was evidence on the sheet of a tiny blood mark. During the encounter, the beings would look at her, would look at her with eyes while telepathically letting her know she will not remember the encounter. She felt a cold scalpel slice her body with no pain, and all the while they were making her look directly into their eyes so she could focus. See, it's almost like they're using their eyes to control her. The beings had calm voices telling her she would be fine. The encounters were physical and all different in the reproduction process. The settings were in a sterile environment similar to an operating room. And unfortunately, there were times of very public sexual encounters with human faces in the crowd, along with different species of aliens and others watching. That sounds really disturbing. These things just treating humans like they're livestock. Meanwhile, after having five miscarriages, she and her husband were getting discouraged trying to get pregnant. 
Six weeks after her dream, it was confirmed she was pregnant. So it looks like these things are doing something to her to cause her to miscarriage, perhaps, so that they can actually just use her body as a vessel to carry their alien ET offspring. She and her husband were ecstatic and began to put two to two together with her encounters. The alien sexual encounter did not bother April and her husband much, her and her husband, because the alien being helped her conceive a baby. She describes her pregnancy as very as very different, not only for caring for caring as the mother, also for the doctors because the blood work was different. Despite this, she was able to give birth to an Earth baby, who is doing fine today. April wonders what her son will grow up to be, and if she has other hybrid children children living aboard a UFO somewhere in the universe. Now that is strange. You know you have to. Would love to see the genetic makeup on that young man. Second story is Geraldine. It says, Gerald, Gerald, Geraldine. Geraldine was first abducted at five years old and believes she has 24 hybrid children. She was abducted and taken aboard a UFO ship. The beings made her sit on a dental-like chair and laid her back. They inserted inside her uterus a, the very, on the very back wall an implant to monitor the body. Further in the ship, on the other side, was where they extracted the babies from the abducted women. They did something to induce the labor at prematurity because they want the children as fetuses. And the next morning, in the next room, there were tall gray aliens with a petri dish performing the DNA alterations and injecting the fetuses. The entire operation is on a harvesting and hybridization ship particular to this process. At around 16 years old, she was, abducted, she was abducted again. As she walked into the ship, everything was black, but a gynecological chair she was made to sit in. They inserted a gigantic tube inside of her body and began the insemination process. She was at a party, and being she was at a party, and a being who looked like an attractive person she would be interested in approached her. She believes he drugged her. However, in regression therapy, she described it as numbing. When she came to and opened her eyes, his face was directly in front of her, and he was inside her. When he was done, he walks out of the room, and she can feel she has been inseminated. The being was a screen image of the, of the reptilian species, not a real human man. It is a screen image illusion created when they are gathering eggs or trying to inseminate. The images are pulled from your subconscious mind of what an ideally beautiful woman or an attractive man would look like to you to make the process easier. When it is time to extract the fetus, there is a three-finger prong put inside of the body to hold onto the fetus to quickly pull it out. They pull the fetus out, clip it up, hook it up, and put it in a holding environment. The ETs operate like robots or artificial intelligence. Now, we've talked about this before. If these things are from some other galaxy or even some other dimension, it's quite likely they could be all or part artificial intelligence. And we can see how far artificial intelligence has come just, you know, in 100 years or so in this country. Imagine if it had 100,000 years to evolve. This program is part of the reptilian program and or agenda. Geraldine has always been very careful in her sexual interactions over the years, being conscious about the right time to start a family. The times she became pregnant were confusing because sometimes she had a partner and sometimes she did not. The pregnancies would always end in a, mis in a miscarriage. She would conceive but not carry through the completion. 
Of the 24 pregnancies, she believes 16 were done in her uterus through actual insemination, a painfully lengthy process. Once, the preg once pregnant, the fetus was to be removed, and there are many other implant procedures in, in between order to facilitate the program. She believes she met one of her hybrid children, a little boy, strange, blonde, curly hair, magnificent blue giant eyes. We do not eyes eyes we do not have here on Earth. Very frail, thin skin, thin structure to the body, and he was very beautiful. As she stated, <clears throat> as she stared at him, a feeling of love and motherhood came over her. Wow, those are two really disturbing stories. I mean, if you can believe that. Uh, the one other article I wanted to look at, because it comes at it from a different angle, but still still a little disturbing. This is from the sun.com. It says, UFOs had sexual encounters with witnesses and left one woman pregnant. Bombshell Pentagon docs wildly claim. Now, that's from the U.S. Pentagon. This is dated April 5th, 2022. It says, UFOs had sexual encounters with humans and even left one woman pregnant, witnesses had claimed. The wild claims were made in bombshell Pentagon documents obtained by the Sun from the Defense Intelligence Agency as part of a huge Freedom of Information request. You can imagine how many they kept back. And then it has a picture of the documents. It says, anomalous, acute, subacute field effects on human biological tissue. The front page of the report commissioned by the Defense Intelligence Agency and then has UFO injuries. Pentagon docs include a list of possible impacts of seeing a UFO and list hair loss, headaches, fever, nosebleeds, nightmares, burnt skin, heart palpitations. The report titled Anomalous Acute and Subacute Field Effects on the Human and Biological Tissues investigates injuries to the human investigates injuries to human observers by anomalous advanced aerospace systems. That's a pretty fancy way of saying UFOs. It investigates the health impact on humans who have had paranormal experiences. The document features a useful database which listed the biological effects of UFO sightings on humans and their frequency com compiled US-based civilian research agency compiled by US-based civilian Research agency MUFON. This includes bizarre occurrences such as apparent abduction, unaccounted for pregnancy, sexual encounters, experience of telepathy, and perceived teleportation. It goes on and says the report prepared for the for the DIA goes on to say UFO sightings can leave witnesses injured, suffering radiation burns brain problems, and damaged nerves. It warns that such objects may be a threat to the United States' interest. Humans have been found to have been injured from exposure to anomalous vehicles, especially airborne, and when in close proximity, it reads. This is your U.S. government talking to you now. They don't know anything. It's space trash. It's weather balloons. It's a big piece of tinfoil. But this is what they're writing in their report. Humans have been found to have been injured from exposure to anonymous vehicles, anonymous vehicles, UFOs, okay, UFOs. Let's just read this in English. Humans have been found to have been injured from exposure to UFOs, especially airborne and when in close proximity. Yeah, especially when they're in the air or you're up close to them or you're inside one of them. 
The report noted that often these injuries are related to electromagnetic radiation and links them to energy-related propulsion systems. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You think? It lists injuries such as heating and burn injuries from radiation, damage to brain and damage to the brain and the, the able and, and, is, and is able to impact people's nerves. A couple of uh, a couple of gr- grammatical errors in this article. Sufficient incidents or accidents have been accurately reported. And medical data acquired is to support a hypothesis that some advanced systems are already deployed and opaque to full U.S. understandings, the report reads. Okay, let's read this again. This is from your U.S. government, right? Sufficient incidents or accidents have been accurately reported. Accurately reported. At the same time, they're telling you that the Navy pilots saw trash blowing in the wind. What they're telling each other, sufficient incidents, accidents have been accurately reported. And medical data acquired, okay, so they examine these people, as to support hypothesis that some advanced systems are already deployed. In other words, the UFOs are already here. And opaque, can't see them, camouflaged, yeah, we know this, to full U.S. understandings. In other words, they're here, but we don't know what they are. It goes on. The medical analysis, while not require, will, while not require the, in, the invention of an alternative biophysics, do indicate to us unconventional and advanced energy systems. In other words, these injuries were caused by something that we have no idea what it is. The report, the report added that it had that it was said that it had 42 cases from medical records and 300 similar unpublished cases where humans had been injured after anomalous encounters. 300 cases of people being hurt by these things. The study argued it was possible to use this methodical this medical information to reverse engineer UFOs from unknown providence and that and that may be a threat to United States interest. Well, Another fascinating document included in the file sets out how to categorize anonymous behavior within, with encounters with ghosts, yetis, spirits, elves, and other mythical legendary eddies, classified as AN3, and witness interaction and AN3 entities, such as near-death experiences and religious miracles, classed as AN4. So, so in other words, these UFOs might just be paranormal. Might be a lot more connection there between Bigfoot and the UFOs than what people would like to admit. That's what they're saying. That's what your U.S. government thinks. So while they're telling you that Bigfoot is an imag- is just a figment of your imagination, they're saying, oh, yeah, apparently there's a lot of this really strange paranormal stuff, and it all seems connected. There are also ratings for UFO sightings, flyby ratings, and closed encounter ratings, including a CE4 in which an encounter with an alien results in permanent psychological injuries or death. 
Poltergeist, crop circles, spontaneous human combustion, alien abductions, and other paranormal events are also categorized. And in a statement bound to excite UFO hunters around the world, the report says classified information exists that is highly pertinent to the subject of the study, and only a small part of the classified literature has been released. In other words, we got all kinds of pictures and data and reports and information, and we might even have a ship laying around somewhere. But you can't see it, and you ain't never going to see it. The report was part of a 1500 the report was part of 1500 pages of DIA documents related to the Pentagon's secretive UFO program, the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program. So, you got it right. This it's a threat program. They see these things as a threat that was obtained by the Sun. The Sun first requested a copy of all file reports or video files related to ATEP on December 18, 2017. Under the Freedom of Information Act, just days after the existence of the program had been made public. Finally, after more than four years, the DIA handed over 1,500 documents, including government commissions, scientific reports, and letters to the Pentagon regarding the program. So, four years later. And this is just a minor program, okay? Remember, it wasn't even funded for that much. I mean, it, so this, this is nothing. This is just a little, this is just a little side job that's going on. We're not even getting near the, the the big daddy. This is just a this is just a little just a just just a little thing they did for a couple of years. The DIA, the Department of Defense spy arm, said some portions of the documents must be withheld in part due to privacy and confidentiality concerns, but that the DIA has not withheld any reasonably segregable, non-exempt portions of the records. In other words, go chew on this, but don't come back for anything else. It goes on, it says, ATIP was a secretive Pentagon program that ran from between 2007 and 2012 to study UFOs. It was outed by former intelligence official turned whistleblower Louis Elizondo, who headed up the program back in 2017. I'm not sure I agree with that sentence. I think what might have happened was Louis was used to create a limited hangout. Okay, him and Tom DeLong and those guys, because you know they've got their they've got their ear to the ground. They realize that there's all this interest in UFOs, and a way to kind of keep maybe the public from getting too uh, agitated is to release a little bit of information once in a while, so that you kind of just let some steam off. Because remember, DeLong told us that. Elizondo has to go back repeatedly, like every three weeks or something, I think it was, or six weeks, I don't know, and undergo a, poly, and undergo a polygraph test to make sure that he hasn't uh, released, you know, hasn't uh, misspoke any classified material. So, Louis Elizondo wasn't, he wouldn't have outed this organization, I don't think, and risked putting himself in federal prison for breaking uh, any kind of a secrecy oath he might have signed. I think it's a lot more. I think it's a lot more uh, logical that this stuff was leaked to the public. Because look how it was done. It was leaked through former employees of the Intel, whatever, and on to the New York Times, and then the History Channel. It was just. It was a very controlled release. 
Now, it says bombshell videos of unexplained UFO sightings by U.S. military personnel investigated by ATIP were also first published at this time. Well, we know what happened. One, one of Tom's guys went to the parking lot in the Pentagon, he said, and picked up this brown bag that had the videos in it. So this was an inside job done to create limited hangouts, quite obviously. It wasn't like it was a big disclosure or a big bombshell. The revelations on the program marked a, st- a, a step change in the way the U.S. talks about UFOs, now more commonly known as unidentified aerial phenomena. Mr. Elizondo also previously hinted about potential health impacts of UFO encounters as seen in his newly released report by the DIA. In an interview with GQ magazine, Elizondo was asked what kind of health effects and other phenomena pilots might suffer. Look, look at his first sentence. He says, I've got to be careful. I can't speak too specifically. But one might imagine that you get a report from a pilot who says, Lou, it's really weird. I was flying and I got close to this thing and I came back home and it was like I got a sunburn. I was red for four days, he said. Well, that's a sign of radiation. That's not a sunburn. It's a radiation burn. Then a pilot might say, if they had got a little closer, Lou, I'm at the hospital. I've got symptoms that are indicative of microwave damage, meaning internal injuries. And even in my brain, there's some morphology there. He continued. And then you might get somebody who gets really, really close and says, you know, Lou, it's really bizarre. I felt like I was there for only five minutes, but when I looked at my watch, 30 minutes went by. But I only used five minutes worth of fuel. How is that possible? Well, there's a reason for that, we believe, and it probably has to do with warping of space-time. And the phenomena has stopped from the fringe, and the phenomena has stepped from the fringe into a serious national security concern discussed by lawmakers, defense officials, even former presidents Barack Obama and Bill Clinton. Okay, do you see the limited hangout that's been created here? They're talking about all this stuff. They send Lou out. Lou is able to make some uh, relatively... Uh, you know, relevant uh, cases of where a UFO might um, injure somebody through radiation sickness or whatever. But that's not addressing the real problem. And the problem of people being abducted and, using, and being used as part of an alien breeding program or, or the thousands of cattle that are mutilated every year or the number of people, quite frankly, that go missing that we just can't seem to find. I hate to think of that. It goes on, it says, it shows how a contact high contract was awarded to Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies for $12 million, notably the only contractor to bid for the work. It's convenient. To study advanced aerospace weapon threats from the present out to 40 years into the future. So I'm assuming this thing's still going on. In one 2009 letter, Senator Reid describes how the program has already identified several highly sensitive, unconventional aerospace technologies which require extraordinary protection. Boy, they can, they can sure bring out the legal speak and make this stuff impossible for the average person to understand, can't they? His request for a restricted special access program for the blast work was rejected by DIA and officials. Well, that's probably because somebody else is already working on it. Last year, the Pentagon released its long-awaited report to what it knows about a series of mysterious flying objects that had been observed in military airspace over the last two decades. 
The report released on the website of the Office of the Director of National Intelligence examined 144 reports of encounters with what the government deemed unidentified aerial phenomena. It comes as the Pentagon is opening a new office to investigate UFOs, their origins, and attempts to capture or exploit one of the mysterious craft after an amendment to a defense bill tabled in the U.S. Senate. So, their attempts to capture or exploit one of the mysterious craft. Boy, what, what could possibly go wrong there? That is, that is something. So, there you have it. We have, we have in the first article we look at two different uh, UFO abductees talking about being part of this breeding uh, program. And people think, well, that's just crazy. But then we have this article going over all the, the documents listed from the Defense Intelligence Agency talking about 200 cases where they've spoken to people who have been injured by UFOs. And they just kind of gloss over the sex part. Boy, you can't hardly blame them. But we see everything from severe sunburns to sexual assault victims from these UFOs. And you can also see here with the interview with uh, Elizondo how this whole situation was created with this limited hangout. And people were so hopeful that there was going to be disclosure. But then now here we are a year later and the very same people that uh, people thought we're going to give them disclosure are now coming up with the same old excuses about what these UFOs are. Trash blowing in the wind, weather balloons, drones, and with the caveat that, yeah, there's a couple of them that we can't explain, but hey, what's a couple of UFOs? You know, if I've got, if I got 900 of them that reported and there's 144 that I can't explain, you know, really not a big deal. So that's what I think was most fascinating about this whole this whole topic of this alien breeding program is you have people coming back saying, yes, I experienced this. And finally we have buried in the documents from the, from the department of intelligence agency, DIA saying, well, we do have reports of this and we do have 200 people injured from UFOs and yeah, they're real and yeah, they're a threat. But at the same time, out of the other side of their mouth, they're telling us that anybody that's been abducted from UFOs has, is a straight up uh, psychiatric problem or a psychological problem, and that UFOs are nothing more than trash blowing in the wind and drones. Uh, you can look at the articles yourself and make up your own mind. I think it's pretty pretty fascinating. This, like I said, this one is from the sun.com. UFOs had sexual encounters with witnesses and left one woman pregnant. Bombshell Pentagon docs wildly claim. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now. out.